It is absolutely unequivocally. You fall in love with your spouse or your girlfriend. You do not fall in love with the property. As soon as you do that, you will make the stupidest mistakes ever. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Michael Waters. Michael is joining us from Salt Lake City, Utah. He is the CTO of Quest Crypto, the world's first real estate-backed cryptocurrency, and is also a full-time real estate investor. Michael has 25 years of investing experience with over 200 transactions. He is currently working on small hotels, commercial shopping centers, multifamily, and medical tourism. Michael, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? I'm doing terrific, Ash. Thanks. Awesome. Before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah. So I've been a real estate investor my whole life since I was about 25 years old when I bought my first property. Loved real estate investing, but I've had the problem. I used to think it was just me, but I found out that every real estate investor has the same problem. We run out of cash and we run out of cash pretty quickly. So early in my career, I began to learn the game of juggling Half a dozen hard money lenders, half a dozen bank loans, half a dozen lines of credits, and lots and lots of credit card debt (laughs) to keep my business constantly moving in cash flow, which is kind of where I've arrived to today because I've always said, gosh, I just had access to this gigantic pool of cash that I didn't have to always go to a bank and ask. That would be the solution to real estate. And then one day I looked and I said, there is over $5 trillion sitting in crypto right now. And a lot of these people can't get it out of crypto easily. And I'm like, if I can find a way to tap into that, I've essentially created my own private bank of real estate money. So that's really where my journey started in the crypto world was realizing that there is this gigantic pool of money in in the cryptocurrency world. And how do you bring it into the real world with actual meaning, true backing, whereas so much of the crypto is just as volatile up one day, down the next. You can't do that in real estate. You have to have something solid and value to base it on. Michael, when you say they can't get it out, what does that mean? Okay, here's a really good example. So you hear right now of people saying, I bought my house with Bitcoin. That's actually not factually true. What they did was they sold their Bitcoin and bought a house, okay? Taking money out of crypto is very expensive. Let's say you bought $1,000 in Bitcoin five years ago. Okay, today you're sitting on, say, $10 million. Okay, you take that money out in cash, you have a capital gains of around 25% on that money. And then you're investing it in real estate, to which as it grows, you're going to have an additional 25% tax on it. As well as if you own large amounts of crypto, liquidating it quickly reduces the price. So if you take a crypto, for example, that is a relatively new crypto and it's worth $5 a coin and you have $10 million in it, if you sell $10 million of it immediately, what happens is the price goes from $5 down to $2 because you dump a large chunk on it. That happens in Bitcoin all the time. Somebody jumps a large chunk of money 
and sell in the crypto, and then the price drops down dramatically because of the supply and demand rule. So when I say they can't get it out, that's a problem. I've talked to many people who say, I've got $10 million in Bitcoin. I want to buy a house. Taking it out is expensive in taxes. Taking it out will affect the price. Taking it out will do all kinds of things to me that I don't want to do. They just want to spend it directly. And you were on a quest to find a solution for that. That's exactly. I was on a quest. And that's why we named the coin that way. It's exactly the reason. I'm like, there's got to be a way to do it. I'm the guy who says there is a way. I've just got to find it. And, and what's so, the solution? Well, part of it, I can't say on this call or I'd have to kill you, Ash. It's part of our patent. We have a patent on the process. The simplest way to explain it is we have found a legal way to attach the cryptocurrency to title in the form of a permanent title cloud that attaches to the crypto and it's equal to the taxation authority, meaning we can put it ahead of a mortgage. We can put it ahead of everything on the property and guarantee that first position. So to give you an example, if you had a million dollar property and you owed $500,000 on it, we would put our recordation on the property. And even though you already had a $500,000 mortgage, ours would slide in underneath it legally. This is all 100% legal. We've already tested it. It would slide under it. Then we would, for example, issue a million $1 tokens, sell the million $1 tokens, use $500,000 from the proceeds of that sale to liquidate the mortgage to zero and hand the homeowner the other $500,000. And the people that are buying these coins are who? Okay, very good question. So what happens in the crypto world? The perfect storm that created Quest Crypto happened several years ago when the government came back and said, if you take your money out of crypto, we're taxing it as a capital gain. The minute they did that, they locked up all that money in crypto and no one wants to take it out because of the heavy taxation they'll take. So what happens is a guy, let's say, will make a Bitcoin trade and he makes, say, $50,000 in Bitcoin. What happens is he has that profit, but if he stays in Bitcoin and it drops down, his profit goes away. So what the government has said is if you trade from one crypto into another crypto, sounds familiar, right? 1031 exchange. If you trade from one crypto into another crypto, there is no capital gains. It's a like-for-like -like exchange. So what we've done at Quest Crypto is we've created a dollar-for-dollar -dollar coin, and we said, trade your crypto in for this dollar-for-dollar -dollar coin, and because it's attached to the actual equity in the property, the value is there, and it will not fluctuate. It'll actually go up over time with the equity of the property. So what the crypto buyer is buying is they're buying a safe place to put their money until their next investment comes along, essentially a land-backed or gold-backed dollar. All right. I'm going to do my best to follow you and break okay. this down again. So if I have a half million dollar mortgage on a million dollar property, you issue a million dollars of coins. What is this coin called? Is it's it called the Quest or? coin. Quest. Okay. And to keep it simple, we attach it only to equity, not to occupancy or anything. So we're just selling the equity. That's it. Okay. Got it. But you're issuing a million dollars of coins. Yes. So where does that half million dollar shortfall come from? Well, let's just say we sell all million in the coins, okay? The contract we would make with you, Ash, would be that we're not going to give you the million dollar coin. We're going to pay the mortgage to zero. Now, even though I did state that we can come in ahead of the mortgage and actually we could foreclose the mortgage company out, we don't feel that's morally right. I mean, even though we have the legal precedence to do it, doing so, it's just not going to set a good precedence. So, so you pay the mortgage off. We pay the mortgage to zero and then we give you the other 500,000. 
Okay. Now you have zero mortgage on your property, Ash. That's right. And I have my 500,000 in equity and coins. Is this just ordinary investors that are buying these coins? The people who are buying them right now are crypto guys, because like I said, they have a volatile currency. They want to, when it's up, sell and put it in something that's not going to go down. And then they want to wait until something else goes down, sell out of the quest, go back into that something that goes down, wait till it goes up and then jump back into quest. The equivalent of when you invest in stocks and you make a lot of money and you buy dollars and you sit on the dollars until the next investment. That's what we've created for the crypto world. So the Quest coin is a stable coin tied to the US dollar? No, no, it's tied to the equity of the property and that's the key. So if the equity in the property goes up, the investors in that coin reap the benefits. Exactly. So let me give you that same example we did on a million dollar home. Let's say you, Ash, bought all $1 million of those tokens and you have a million dollars in tokens in your wallet. Next year, the house appraises for $1.2 million. Each of your $1 coins is now worth $1.20. Now, let's say I don't own any real estate. I just mm-hmm. want to buy $100,000 of Quest coins. Mm-hmm. Where does that money get dispersed into? Is it just a slew of different properties or is so it what one particular do, property? Yeah, that's a great question. So what we do is we take the Quest coin as a stable $1 coin. Then you create an equity token, and that is what we call a stable plus coin. That's attached to a specific property. We have an MLS type database where you would go in and see the properties that are tokenized, and you can pick which properties you buy, you would put your money in. So in your example, Ash, if you had $100,000, you could conceivably put $100,001 investments in 100,000 separate properties. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. So if the owner of the Empire State Building and the Waldorf Astoria want to issue coins for their properties, I essentially as an investor 
can buy $100 of coins in each of those properties. Correct. So similar to a crowdfunding model. It is a crowdfunding model. It's actually the best kind of crowdfunding model because in cryptocurrency, you have this thing called a blockchain and the blockchain is unalterable and you can't steal from it. And what it tells you who the owners of different coins are, are there. They're verified and it's undisputable. So what you have is a crowdfunding model where the guy who invests a dollar will be treated exactly like the guy who invested millions of dollars. They will all be treated on the fair playing field. So it's the best crowdfunding model in the world. And it allows somebody who does have just a dollar to be a real estate investor right alongside Warren Buffett. You could have a guy with a dollar and Warren Buffett in the exact same property and they would all be treated equally. Now, because this is a quest coin that's going to have different values based on different properties, does the name of the coin change once it's assigned to a property? Yeah, what we do is we assign a unique serial number. So you have the quest coin, which is always $1, okay? And that's our exit coin. You sell that for a dollar and get out and you get your money. Once you buy an equity coin, let's say it's in one property in California, would be quest-90210, just as an example, right? And then the one in Utah would be quest-84404. So each of them would be different. You would be able to go into our MLS and type in Quest 84404, and you would bring up the appraisal, pictures, and the details of the property that your coin is invested in. All right. So here's a question for you. I've got Mm -hmm. a strip center worth a million dollars, and I want to tokenize it. Mm -hmm. And now I have investors that have paid money to be a part of my deal. Mm -hmm. How do you keep me honest? Well, how I keep you honest, that's a very good question. Because that's the first thing I thought of. First of all, the way we put the, we call it a lien, but it's not really a lien. The way we put the documents on their permanently clouding title is we take 100% of the equity. So there's no way for you to get a dollar of that equity. So even if you tokenize the property and kept half the tokens for yourself, which you might want to do just because you still want to maintain some equity in your own property, right? All those tokens, we come in and grab 100% of the equity. So the title company is going to issue a HUD-1. You're going to get $0. Then what happens is we take the check from the title company, we plug it into the blockchain, and it takes the sale price, and it divides by the number of tokens and equally distributes. Well, I get that. My question is more so in terms of operating. So how do you keep me from taking a $100,000 salary off of that property? Oh, okay. I understand the question now. So first of all, what we're doing with Quest on this level is called a equity token, meaning you're keeping the rents. I don't touch the rents. That's yours. I don't own the rents. I only own just the equity in the property. Got it. So you're going to take a salary. You're going to do whatever you do. There's no way you can rob from the equity because I own 100% of the equity. And And you don't participate in operational upsides. No, I do not. Now we have a token that'll do that. And that's a rent token. Here's a really good example. We've got a customer that's coming on board now and they had phase one of their apartment complex built. Phase two is almost done and phase three is just an empty field. Along comes COVID, shuts them down. They can't collect rent. And now phase two is sitting there with no windows in and the weather's destroying it. And phase three is just a pipe dream, right? They can go into our system and they can advance sell the rents on units two and three. They can say, we're going to sell off 30% of the rents for the next 10 years, and they're valued at this approximately, they can go in and sell those tokens, and then they can use that money to finish the project. Then, as the rents come in, we require a management company. They would lose the right to manage the property at that because we don't want 
exactly what you said, that theft to occur. So the agreement is we're gonna now manage that property. We're gonna hire a property management company that's bonded and insured. And when you're buying that rent token, you're gonna to see the prospectus and how it's going to be managed and who's gonna get what. And that third party management company is gonna guarantee it. So if somebody steals, people are going to jail because they were actually stealing against what was agreed to, just like any other financial instrument. So that rent token, is it net rent or net profit on rent, or is it just off the revenue? It can be off the revenue or it can be net profit. Okay. Net profit is harder for people to understand, especially if you're not a sophisticated investor. You think, well, you collected $1,000 in rent off that unit, so the net profit is 1000 when it's clearly not. So the easiest way to do it is just off the net proceeds. So that 30% is just a typical profit yeah. margin number. Yeah, so you just say you get 30% of the rents. So if the rent's $1,000, it's $300. Now, would you create a tokenized coin on a new purchase that is in contract? Yeah, we do that too. We tokenize a contract and we actually have teamed up with another company called Ubiquity. Not Ubiquity, there's a difference. Ubiquity. They do digital recording of title and blockchaining of title. So what they would do is they create the digital escrow. So what you do is you'd put the property in, you'd say, here's the acquisition cost. I need $6 million to buy this strip mall. We would then sell the coins, but you don't get the money. The coins held by Ubiquity in an escrow. And then as soon as the $6 million is available, we notify the title company and Ubiquity cuts the check to the title company and you close, we record our documents on there. Now you own the property, but not the equity because you essentially crowdfunded the equity. And when I go to sell it, if I own 20% of the coins, I get 20% of the upside of the difference between purchase and sale. Right. So let me go back to that million dollar example. If you had a million coins issued and you used 500,000 to pay off, and then you kept 200,000 coins for yourself and the property sold for 1.2 million, each coin's worth $1.20. So if you had 2,000 coins, you have 2,000 coins that you'd get $1.20 each for. Yeah. So what I'm missing now is how do the coin holders get interest on their coins? They don't get interest because they're just buying the equity. So they don't get interest, but they do get the upside of the increase of the value. We require the properties in our system to be appraised every year. Now we do buy a gap policy. Okay. We buy a gap policy that's insured by very large insurance companies to guarantee that if the house ever sells at below the value that it went into the system, that the gap policy will cover it, just like mortgage insurance. So, so the coin holder doesn't lose money. Correct. But they don't get interest on the money that's being held by the landowner. Right, but they do get the growth of the coin. So in this case of the million dollar house, if it's worth 1.2 next year, they have a coin worth $1.20. Now here's what's killer, Ash, about this system is, it's the only investment mechanism in the world where someone can put their money into real estate and get out at any time they want to without talking to you. So if I own, let's say $100 in your property, Ash, and I walk up to you and I say, dude, I loaned you 100 bucks to buy this property. I need my 100 bucks right now. You're gonna tell me no, because you're gonna say, look, I've got operational things. And the idea was we're gonna sell the property seven years from now. That's when you'll get your money, all of that, right? But yet I want my money right now. In the real world, all I have to do is just say, well, I guess not. And maybe you'll buy it from me at a discount or whatever. But either way, I want my money now and I can't have it. In the world of tokenization, if I own that $100 in your property, and right now it's worth $120, I can trade it for Ethereum and leave and go get my money. Someone else will buy that. 
Yeah. So one more question on the initial funding of a deal under contract. Normally I would pay interest to the bank. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like with this, where's the interest component? There isn't. That's the beauty of it. So am I getting $5 million for free? No interest. You're from, not, you've sold your equity. I've sold my equity. Okay. So I don't own the building. I own the operating margin unless Correct. I buy a handful of these coins. Right. You don't own the equity, but you own the building. You have the right to collect rent. You have the right to do advertisements. You have the right to do anything else on the property. But if you ever sell it, you own nothing. Interesting. So in reality, the coin holder is getting some benefit by not having interest coming out of the property. Correct. The property becomes worth immensely more because now that you don't have a mortgage payment, you are improving the property. You are making more expenses. You have every motivation in the world to get as much profit out of that property. So you're going to make it better. You're going to do things that increase the value of the property. And every year when we reassess it and it goes up in value, the coin owner gains a value. A point that I want to make here, Ash, that will help you understand what I'm describing is there's two motivations here. And the motivation of the coin owner is completely different than the lender. If I'm the lender and I lend you a dollar, my motivation is you're going to pay me $3 over the next 20 years. That's my motivation, right? Right. I'm going to lend you a dollar. You're going to give me three. And the moment you stop paying me, I get really mad because what I wanted was that interest. The coin owner doesn't have that motivation. The coin owner wants to have something that has a value that will not go down so that they can take their volatile investments and park their profits in a safe place. So their motivation is they want to have something that tomorrow isn't going to be worth 25 cents when they paid a dollar for it. So they're like, hey, this is great. I have it. It's worth a dollar. Tomorrow it's worth a dollar. Heck, next week it might be worth a dollar ten, but it won't be worth 90 cents. So my motivation is you've given me a way to secure my dollar in a way that I've never been able to do it before. And I don't have to take it out of the crypto market. So therefore, I don't have to pay taxes and I can continue to invest and grow. All right. So here's an example. I have a $5 million strip center under contract. Mm-hmm. The NOI is 200000 The debt service is about 260000 mm-hmm. So if I don't have to pay on the debt, do I get to keep the 200000 NOI and the two sixty that I would otherwise make mortgage payments on? Yeah, you do. It's yours. So every year I would net four sixty instead of the two hundred. Correct. Do I have to sell it at a certain point? No, you don't. And you probably won't need to. You realize, again, we're talking about the motivation of the coin owner. If you sell it, what happens to the coin owner is he goes in his wallet and the coins show up is no longer valid. Then he has to go to our website and say, apparently the property was sold, cash me out. And he has to go through a series of processes that he doesn't really want to go through. He will if he has to, but ultimately he would rather just have that value be held there because again, he can trade out of that value at any time he wants without talking to you. So you get to keep that extra money. Now it sounds like, oh, wow, why wouldn't everyone do this? And the answer is, yeah, why wouldn't everyone do this? It is a really good deal. But understand that my motivation for you, Ash, is I know that you're taking care of the property. And we do make a contract with you on the strip mall. You're not allowed to just run it into the ground. You have to spend so much on maintenance a year. We tell you as a minimum of 3% a year, you need to spend on maintenance and upgrades. There's things that we contractually do because we want to protect the coin owner's 
situation. But at the end of the day, you are making more money because you're not paying that debt service. And that's okay. That's okay for you. And I don't care because the key is, Ash, if I only have $100 a month to put into real estate investing, I have no outlet. But now what you've given me by tokenizing your property is you've given me the ability to invest as a silent partner in your property for $100 a month and participate in part of that uptick. So I don't care that you're making money off the rent. And the people know that. They know you're renting it out. Michael, what kind of regulations do you have to abide by? That's an excellent question. Right now, that is currently and completely in flux. The SEC has said anything you do, anything you think about, anything you talk about in crypto is a security. That's what they're saying. That's not law yet. We did have a letter of compliance from the SEC on our initial product as not a security on the equity token. So on the equity token, it's not considered a security because it's no different than what real estate agents sell. If we have to get a securities license for selling equity, so does every real estate agent title company in the world has to do it. So we're very safe in that area. We anticipate there is going to be some regulation in the future. The nice part about blockchain is it can never be an embezzlement because the blockchain doesn't allow for that. So the only accusation that's ever going to come up for us is going to be, we need you to comply this way versus this way. So we've anticipated that and we know it's coming. We just don't know what it is. Back to my $5 million deal. Another question that I had mm-hmm. is I'm going to personally guarantee this loan of around $4 million. Mm-hmm. Do you pay off that bank loan with the coin equity? Yeah, we actually require in your contract, if you ever have a bank loan, we require that we will not release any of the funds we get from the coin sales until that loan is reduced to zero. The primary reason though is not because we don't want to screw over the banks. We don't. But the primary reason is actually the number one reason why properties go into a state of non-maintenance and not being taken care of is financial hardship. That's the number one reason. If you had a strip mall paid off, you didn't owe anything but just the taxes and light maintenance, how many tenants do you have to have to keep that in good shape? Less than half. Right. So the primary reason why properties degrade, whether it's residential, commercial, or whatever, is because the rent is so heavy. The rent is not heavy enough to cover the debt service, and the debt service basically consumes the property. And I know you you know exactly what I'm talking about. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business, or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now. and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Here's a problem you're probably not solving for right now. 
Have you ever had a tenant squat inside your rental and refuse to pay rent? Or are you worried about renting to a serial rent dodger? You've probably used a credit report for tenant screening before. But what if I told you you're missing out on info you need to properly verify prospective tenants? That's a problem, and the solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a summary of a prospective tenant's financial information using bank-verified transactional data you can't get from a credit check. This includes monthly income, payroll, past rent payments, and identity verification. Rentify's reports also highlight non-sufficient funds, overdraft history, and missed rent payments. It's all available at www.trustrentify.com. The best part is Rentify's financial reports instantly verify the full financial picture of a tenant within minutes, so you will no longer have to waste hours or even days verifying their information manually. And you can eliminate the risk of being duped by fraudulent documents and losing thousands of dollars getting unreliable tenants evicted. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first report package. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com. Put in the promo code FAIRLESS, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first report package. My question was almost invalid because in reality, if this is under contract, I can go to you and avoid the banks altogether. Correct. That is my number one reason for this, is because you don't need bank qualifying for it. Look, we follow all standards in real estate. You can't do this without an FHA HUD-approved appraisal. We follow all the industry standards for appraisals. There's no hinky stuff. We don't allow you to use your own properties as comparables. Nothing like that. Everything has to be above board. We get title insurance on our interest. We close at title offices. Realtors work with us. We record at the county recorders. Everything we do operates within the existing real estate world. The only thing that actually changes, we just sold a house that was in our system and the title pulled it up and they said, what is this? This lien on the property, we don't understand it. And we said, we own all the equity, please send the check to us. And the title company says, we're gonna call the owner and make sure they know that. And the owner said, yep, I was aware. And they sent the check to us. Then we go into the system, we type in the check and it says X number of tokens were issued. Everybody's tokens are now worth $1.45. Now, one real quick thing, Ash, we actually are tokenizing hard money loans for purchasing the property as well. How long ago did you launch? We launched actually this year was when we did our first property. And it's funny because we did our first property, not just to prove the concept. Our CEO and my partner is an attorney. So the plan was we're going to put the property into the Quest crypto system. And then me, I'm going to attempt to sell the property and force him, my partner, who has this Quest crypto lien on it, into a short sale. I wanted to see if there was any way I could force him into a short sale. So we tried seven different purchases. We came in seven different ways with different people trying to buy the property. And then we had a mortgage recorded on it and we had Arlene. And Arlene was recorded after the mortgage, by the way. And we went in and in every single case, the title company said, these guys are going to take it shorts. These guys are going to take it in the shorts. This lien has to be paid in full 100% or there will be no title insurance issue. So we knew at that point that we had proven the model that our superiority of lien on the title will guarantee the value of the crypto. And now we've taken on investment from a hedge fund that wants to use this of all places. They want to tokenize the land, but they want to just tokenize the mineral rights on the property because they have some lithium mines that they want to finance. And so they're pretty excited about that. They're like, we're going to 
put the into the Quest Crypto, and then we're going to tokenize just the subsurface rights and allow people to buy the mineral rights on the property. And there's a number of different companies doing or trying to do what you're doing. I don't know how many of them have come to market yet. Do you know the answer? How many others are yeah, there? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of companies. Some of them are about to get served by our legal department because we have a patent on what we're doing. Most of them are doing it so wrong that it's easy to wipe them out. A lot of them are doing it just like a mortgage. They're saying, okay, we're going to put a crypto link and we're going to call it a mortgage on the property. The problem there is if you don't pay taxes or any of the underlying things can push that mortgage out and the mortgage suddenly that was attached is no longer attached. Tether Crypto, for example, is one of those. They've come in and they've attached debt on the property and they've tokenized it. And now they've come under fire. And a lot of those guys are going to wind up in jail because they've tokenized the property and said they owned it. But because of exactly what I said, title positions and clouds have squeezed them off the end. So now they don't own it anymore. And now they have a problem because they have a token owner who bought something that they don't own anymore. So there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of tokenization of real estate. The way we do it is actually our opinion and the opinion of many attorneys, the only legal way to do it. So anybody else that's doing it is either misguided or they're about to find out that it's not as solid as they thought it was. Michael, typical due diligence for residential is 30 days. For commercial, 45 to 60 days. Mm -hmm. Are you able to fund commercial deals within that time frame? Yes. What that would be is, is you would let us know well in advance. You would have to bring us all of your homework your comps, the rent rolls, everything to establish the value. We put all that in at once into our system and then offer the tokenization. And what we actually have is, we actually have a series of investors. We have a lot of guys with $1, $2, $100, $500, but we also have guys with lots and lots of millions of dollars. And they'll see the property, we'll notify them that it's coming in and they're basically gonna cover whatever isn't sold and buy it themselves. Because remember, it's the motivation that changes for them. It's a safe place to park their profits. They're going to take it out later, and they're going to go off and do another investment. Now, with that being said, I do want to say one thing. Our challenge is absolutely, do we open the floodgates and allow everyone in the world to use it? It will crash our system. There's not enough liquidity in the system to handle it. So we're in the ramp-up phase. And the ramp-up phase is going to be slow. So for the next couple of years, it's going to be by invite only and select properties go in. And then as more and more properties go in and the liquidity pools grow, we can bring in more and more and more. Our intent is to absolutely open it up to the world because this is a direct competing product with the banks. And how do you vet me, the guy that's buying a strip mall? Well, the first thing we do is do a standard credit check. By the way, our lien will stand up in bankruptcy court, divorce court, any of those things. So what we're looking for is, are you absolutely a criminal? The only thing that we can't undermine is criminal activity, right? If you're manufacturing meth on the property, they'll come in and grab it. However, if we seize the equity, they'll take the property, they'll sell the property, we'll still get paid. But we might get short sold because the government would order an immediate sale. And then we'd have to use the gap policy and other types of things. So to answer your question, if you're not a criminal, if you're not a guy that lives to abuse the system, that's easy to find out, those things. Do you have problems with insurance claims? Do your properties magically burn down every six months? Do you have insurance fraud cases? Are you currently in litigation with the government for money laundering? Those standard things like that. If you're fine there, your credit doesn't matter. Interesting. I love it. This is exciting. It should change the way real estate transactions are done and financing is done. Well, it will. And it's going to change it for the better because I meant what I said. 
a guy with a hundred bucks badly wants to be a real estate investor and he has no way to do it. He can literally buy into any property he wants now and he can watch his money grow with the equity. And if his complaint is, I want to make more money, well, then you need to be like the guy that collects the rents and that. So you need to accumulate enough money that we allow you into the system to do that. But that's the beauty of it is anybody with a dollar in their pocket can now become a real estate investor on par with Warren Buffett sitting in the same room, getting paid the same return and nobody gets shortchanged. That's where it's going to change the world. And they're liquid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michael, we didn't do a whole lot of real estate talk on this, but <laughs> what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate advice ever is the minute emotions get involved, you need to get out. Great advice. It is absolutely unequivocally you fall in love with your spouse or your girlfriend. You do not fall in love with the property. As soon as you do that, you will make the stupidest mistakes ever. And then I would follow that up with a second piece of advice. Determine now what profit you're happy with, because what happens is that greed gland kicks in later. And you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should hold out for more. And literally, if I had talked to that you a year ago, you'd have said 60 grand and I'm happy. And now you're going, I'm making 80, but maybe I should try to make 100. And then you play with the mouse and then you lose everything and you don't end up selling it. And then you regret it. So that's my two pieces of advice. Yeah, that's powerful Get emotion advice. out. Know your exit number before your entrance. That way, when it comes in, you go, I wanted 60. I'm getting 80. Sold. Done. And Great it's advice. a five-second decision. Michael, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. Let's do it. Michael, okay. what's the best ever book you recently read? Best ever book I recently read is No BS Guide to Marketing by Dan Kennedy. And what was your big takeaway from that? It is never, ever outsource marketing. Be involved at the very granular level because only you know what the message is that you want to send. That is another great piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Michael, what's the best ever way you like to give back? Actually, I'm in the process of that right now. We want to build houses for the homeless tokenize the equity, take the money out, and then build another house for the homeless, tokenize the equity, and keep it going in perpetuity. We're actually trying to get a deal going with Habitat for Humanity to do that because I want to be able to house the homeless, and this product will allow that to happen. Michael, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? You can reach me at Mike at Quest Crypto. That's M-I-K-E at Quest, Q-U-E-S-T, Crypto, C-R-Y-P-T-O dot com. That's Michael. my direct email address, so please don't abuse it, people. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for sharing Absolutely. what you're doing with us. This is exciting. No doubt what you're doing is going to be part of the future of real estate, banking, and decentralized finance. So yep. thank you again for sharing your story. Thank you. Have a great day. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us and have a best ever day.